Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio, on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'd also like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. I'm your host, Nick Eber. we got a lot of the beautiful game to get to today as we have wrapped up our match day five in the Champions League group stages. Some big results this week in the Champions League. Some finely poised groups that are really going down to the wire. The sort of thing you want in the group stage where it's all down to the final game. That's what we want, isn't it? No one likes groups where... It's all done and dusted, and it's very boring, and they're very one-sided. And we have had, in fairness, a few of those groups in the Champions League. I don't think anybody would disagree, or anybody would say, for example, that the Barcelona-Juve Group G was that exciting. I mean, Dino Kiev and Ferenbosi were never going to give them too much uh, problems. The same thing with the Chelsea-Sevilla group. But the other groups have been fascinating and not one-sided at all. And it's wonderful to see, particularly when we have some very weak teams like Istanbul in there. But we still managed to get a great group with Group H. That one's also coming down to the wire final day. Group F coming down to the wire final day. Group D coming down to the wire final day who comes second. Group B, <laughs> anything could happen. Top three, a top three. And by the way, Inter Milan is in this group too. It is possible that they could come out of that group as well. So anything could happen, and we love to see that. That's what it's all really about in the Champions League. Uh, sometimes these group stages get really boring. Anyway, I'm going to go through it in detail with you because we've had some great matches, some big surprises, massive surprises for Real Madrid, massive surprises for Manchester United, massive surprise with Chelsea. I'm, I don't want to ruin it. If you didn't watch it this week, this will be a great wrap-up show for you. But we're going to go down it in detail. All right, that's what's on the table today, plus a couple other stories I want to talk about, concussion protocol. we got a lot to get to. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'm with you every Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Then again on Sports Overnight America at midnight Pacific, 3 on the East Coast. Stay with me. I'll be right back. We're presented by betonline.ag. Welcome back to World Soccer Radio. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. We are presented by betonline.ag. And before we get on with the rest of the show, I wanted to highlight a couple of other podcasts on our podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network. You should check these shows out. First, there's BSI, the podcast. This is hosted by former current USL and MLS players, Benny Failhaber, Salzizo, Ike Opara. Look, this is actually a really good show. I enjoy it. I download it daily. BSI, the podcast. And then, of course, you can't miss the legend, Shep Messing. If you know anything about football in America, you'll know about Shep, ne Shep Messing. Very much a New York-centric, a New York-focused show. New York, uh, you know, pretty much been a lot of the hub of football over the decades here in America. Who can forget the Cosmos? 
Shep Messing Daily Cast. He talks all about the Red Bulls, and when Red Bulls are not playing, because MLS season's basically over, uh, Shep talks about European football. Fascinating show, a lot of fun. Like Shep, you should download this daily. So check it out anywhere you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts, or just go to Believe Podcasts and subscribe on it yourself. So big Champions League a week we've had. One more match day left in the group stages, and we're going to get into that in more detail next segment. We'll do Tuesday's matches, and then the segment after that we'll do Wednesday's matches. There are a couple of stories percolating, though, that are worthy of talking about before we really get into detail about it. First of all, let's talk about this terrible head injury in the Wolves-Arsenal match between uh, Raul Jimenez and... Um, uh, he had a clash with David Luiz. This clash of heads, and there was nothing in this. this there was no malicious intent. There was no, there was, there, was nothing, there was no intent here to do anything other than play football. But they went up for a header. They had a clash of heads. And if you watch this horrific, horrific incident, you saw Raul Jimenez, who, by the way, what a player he is. Remember last season, 17 goals for Wolves, and boy, do they need him this season. Anyway, go up for the header, clash of heads, fall down. Jimenez hits the ground like a ton of bricks and doesn't move. For all intents and purposes at this point, he's dead, okay? Uh, uh, David Luiz gets up. The doctor, doctors come out. They do a concussion test. Luis gets up, gets up on his feet. Shaky has to go back down to his knees. They wrap his head. They deem him okay to replay. Uh, Raul Jimenez taken off, put on oxygen, not moving, taken off on a stretcher, taken to hospital, where he sustained a fractured. They uh, they note they noted uh, found that he had sustained a fractured skull and had to have surgery on his skull. Now. We thank God that Jimenez is recovering well. He's going to be back. It'll take a while. Good God knows football means nothing. You know, in the, the week, 10 days that we look back at the loss of footballers like Diego Maradona and Papa Bouba Diop, uh, you know, your life is much more than a game. And I know Bill Shankly said football is, you know, people say football is a matter of life and death. I tell you, it's more important than that. Honestly, it's not. Okay. It's really not. It's a game. Yeah, we love it. It's passionate. We have, we're vested in it, but it's not worth David Luiz's life. It's not worth Raul Jimenez's life or his future cognitive abilities. So where I'm going with this is the fact that these things will happen. It is a full-contact sport. And by the way, all you American football pansies that like to talk about how, what, grass fairies and all the other sorts of things you talk about footballers, you know what? This is a sport that is a complete contact sport all the time. Players run all the time. The ball is in motion all the time. And I, not that I don't like the NFL, but I hear so many people talk crap about this game. And I will tell you, NFL games, the ball is in motion for five minutes. That's the only amount of time the ball is in motion in an entire game. Yes, it's a tough game. Yes, there's contact. Yes, there's everything else. Premier League football is a high-contact game. You're going to get people clashing heads. You're going to get concussions. And speaking of the NFL, 
They've had their own issues with concussions, something that they're finally coming to terms with. It's time the Premier League football came to terms with it as well. And by that I mean every ground needs a neutral doctor who when you have a situation where you have two players that go up and clash heads or a potential for a concussion, the neutral doctor is the one that will decide whether or not that player has had a concussion and you should execute the concussion protocols. And those concussion protocols should be that player has to come out of the game, be substituted, and cannot play for 10 days and has to be under observation. In the meantime, because I don't think teams should be penalized because players play physically and get concussed, you should have concussion substitutions allowed beyond the three basic substitutions. By that I mean the independent doctor, not the team doctor. This can't be gamesmanship. This can't be a part of some Jose Mourinho-like strategy because you know he's going to do it, right, if he can. Jose's going to say, hey, uh, the doctor, tell him to come out with concussion and then I make a substitution. No. Can't be that. Has to be the independent doctor that is working directly for the Premier League, not for any one of the clubs, that makes the diagnosis. If he does, you should get a substitution. I did not think that David Luiz should be playing that game against Wolves after he clearly suffered a concussion. To me. And by the same token, Arteta should not have been hamstrung because he would have was forced to make a substitution for a concussion. It has to be. We have to protect players. Yes, they're mercenaries. Yes, they make tons of money. But no, it still shouldn't be a death sentence or a ALS. By the way, that's what Papa Bubba Diop died of, right? ALS, Luke Eric's disease? Or Alzheimer's. Or, uh, what is it, CTE? Is that, that's what NFL players suffer from. By the way, I, what an incredible story that was, that whole NFL CTE issue. I mean, these guys, <laughs> you know, they're just smashing their heads against each other. It is a tough, tough game. But really, should it be a death sentence? Should it be a game that you play that makes you a drooling, diaper-wetting, diaper-messing mess by the time you're 35? I don't think so. We can't, we, we, we can't love our sport that much. We have to seriously consider what the prices that are paid for it are. More so in American football, mo no, no doubt. But head injuries and the constant heading of balls and clashing of heads in the game of global football creates issues and we need to look at those issues and mitigate them and a revamping of concussion protocol is the start let me know what you think find me on twitter at nick geber n-i-c-k-g-e-b-e-r a um, couple other stories uh, just a couple minutes uh, we will talk about real madrid and their champions league disaster this week people calling for the head of zinedine zidane and i think it's time for zinedine zidane to go because i don't think that he is going to be able to recreate glory on a team that really needs a good old-fashioned roto root. We talk about cycles. I've talked about cycles of football. I talk about it a lot here. 
Uh, Real Madrid are in one of those cycles. Man United are in one of those cycles. It's possible, very possible, Man City are in one of those cycles. All right, but I've teased the Champions League enough. Let's go to break. When we come back on the other side, uh, let's talk about Tuesday's Champions League matches. I'll fill you in on those. What happened? Where was set on all those groups? That's A, B, C, and D. And then the following segment, we'll do uh, E, F, G, and H. Talk about the Wednesday matches. And uh, wow, what a great week in the Champions League. All right, I'll be back. This is Nick Eber. You're listening to World Soccer Radio. All right, Nick Eber with you here on World Soccer Radio. We are presented by betonline.ag. And with the NFL season in full swing, not just the NFL season, but the Champions League season, the Premier League season, all the big European leagues, as well as the MLS playoffs, while you might not be at the game this year, you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. Look, they've got everything you want, all sports, no matter where they are, from game spreads, totals, team players, coaching. These are all the props they've got loads of them of course they've also got you know money lines you name it they've got everything they give you more options to wager than any place online and there's always the online casino which never closes just like here in las vegas head over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses again that's betonline.ag and sign up today let bet online be your online sports book experts I'd like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening to this show on the American Forces Network. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be with you as I am each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM 211 Dan Patrick Sports. And if you're up super late, you can also hear me at midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast on Sports Overnight America. That's right, bringing you the beautiful game. Well, Tuesday's Champions League matches certainly provided thrills aplenty and has set us up for what is rare in the Champions League, to be honest, which is some truly cliffhanger finishes in the group stages with some massive teams. I'm talking about Group B, but Tuesday's matches... We're A, B, C, and D. Let's go through the matches. Let's see where we are. And before we do that, of course, we need to look at my picks from the day before where I told you who to bet on. Again, odds courtesy of betonline.ag. And I will tell you, I was so-so today because there were a number of upsets in the making. Uh, let's start, shall we? Locomotive, Red Bull, Salzburg. I said Red Bull, Salzburg were going to win that game at minus 169, and they did. So that's a big plus there for me. I said the Shakhtar Donetsk Real Madrid game. I said Real Madrid were going to win this, and can you believe this? Okay, in Kiev, Shakhtar do a 2 0 piece of business on Real Madrid. And if you didn't go with my pick and you went with Shakhtar, the home team, at plus 560, are you hearing me? Plus 560, you would have been very happy today. We're going to talk about how this lays out the situation for 
Group B because Group B is exciting. Can't wait for the next match day now. The next one, Liverpool-Ajax. I said Liverpool were going to win at Anfield, and they did. And by the way, Liverpool were favourites, but not whopping favourites. They were minus 147, which is probably indicative of some of the issues, number one, they've been having with injuries, with conceding goals, and also a recognition that Ajax, pretty good team, and although they did lose 1-0, Ajax we're talking about, I thought they played really well and could have definitely come away with a point in that game, or maybe even three points. Uh, if they'd been a little bit luckier. Uh, Porto, Man City. Uh, I said Porto were going to win. That was actually a draw. Wasn't a great game, but we'll talk about that. Both those teams, by the way, advancing, and we'll talk about that. Uh, this one was a bit of a shocker, okay? In Mönchengladbach um, at Borussia Park, Inter, who have been stuck at the bottom of Group B, beat Mönchengladbach 3-2 away, which was a shocker. The odds makers are much cleverer than I am, though, because actually Inter were the favorites coming into this game away from home, and they did win. I picked Mönchengladbach at plus 180, Inter won at plus 125. Uh, a nice little piece of business there if you'd followed the odds makers' picks. Atlanta, Midland. That was the other game uh, that in Group D. Uh, at Atlanta, of course, a surprise package last year. Been doing some pretty nice business in the in the Champions League in terms of holding their own this season, although not really surprising. I had picked them to win this game in Bergamo against Michland, who were pretty awful, to be fair. But actually, this was a 1-1 draw, so I blew this one as well, and that would have paid plus 680. Finally, Atletico Madrid, actually there are two other games, Atletico Madrid, Bayern Munich. I had picked Atletico to win this one in Madrid, and this was a draw, 1-1. And Marseille Olympiacos, I picked this as a draw because Marseille had yet to win a game, and Olympiacos not great, but actually uh, Marseille won at plus 144 at home, so I was wrong on that one. So to be honest... I got two games right out of eight today, which is uh, pretty pathetic when you think about it. And I apologize if you have been betting on my picks. I know you're probably cursing me under your breath. All right, well, let's take a look, though, at the groups and where they stand right now. We're talking A, B, C, and D. We're going to get to uh, the other groups next up. Right now, though, we're focused on these four groups. They play Tuesday's Champions League games. So Group A has Bayern Munich on top. 13 points, four wins, one draw. Look, 16 goals scored. They've only conceded five. So they're scoring on average three goals a game, and they're only conceding one. Uh, it's a pretty impressive result. Atletico Madrid are currently in second spot here. They are six points behind. Look, Bayern are coming out. Bayern are through, obviously, and number one. No one's going to catch them. So now, who out of... The remaining three teams, Atletico, Salzburg, and Lokomotiv Moscow, are going to emerge from this group. The next match is Atletico, Salzburg. Now, this is actually in Salzburg. The reverse fixture, Atleti won 3-2 in Madrid. If Atleti win this game, that'll take them to 12 points, and they'll go through. If Salzburg beat Atleti, that will take them to 7 points, and they would go through. 
there's basically nothing locomotive in Moscow can do. They're, they're done and dusted. This is a huge game that's setting up for this uh, in Austria, Salzburg, Atletico. You're going to want to watch this game. This is all on the line here for who's going to come out of Group A. Again, Salzburg win, they come out in second. Atletico win, they get out of the group. This is a winner-take-all game, and that's what we love to see in the group stages. That's Group A. Group B, on the other hand, is an insane group. This was, for all intents and purposes, the group of death. And I will tell you that it has lived up to its expectation as that group of death. Borussia Mönchengladbach currently sitting top of the table. If they had won on Tuesday... If they'd beaten Inter in Germany, it would all be done and dusted for first place. They would go out. That would give them uh, 12 points or nine, uh, 11 points, and they would basically be through. But they didn't. They lost. That gave Inter hope, and Real Madrid lost against Shakhtar, and that's given Shakhtar hope. So now you have a situation where anyone could get out of this group. Who's playing next? Okay, Inter are playing Shakhtar at the San Siro. That is a huge, huge match. That's a tough match for Shakhtar. If Inter win, they will go to 11 points. If Shakhtar win, no, pardon me, if Inter win, they will go to 8 points. If Shakhtar win, they will go to 10 points. Real Madrid are hosting Borussia Mönchengladbach. And if Borussia Mönchengladbach win, they would go to 11 points. And if Real Madrid win, they would go to 10 points. And then the goal differential would play as to who would go through in this group. So let me put this to you as finely as possible. In order for Inter to go through, they are going to need to beat Shakhtar, which would take them to eight points, and they're going to have to have uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach beat Real Madrid. That's the only way they could that could go through, and I'm doing this math here as I talk to you. Uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach are really going to need to get at least... At least one point. Uh, they're going to get... Uh, no, they're going to need to win. Borussia Gladbach are basically going to need to beat Real Madrid here. Otherwise, they're going to be in trouble. They're going to need to beat Real Madrid, and they're going to have to hope that Shakhtar beats Inter. That, pardon me, Inter beats Shakhtar. This is... A crazy group, Group B, everything on the line, <laughs> everything on the line with Group B. Group C, Man City and Porto are through, no ambiguity there. Group D, you've got Liverpool, who are through courtesy of their win today, which was a really big win for them against a really good Ajax side. And Atlanta are going to need to beat Ajax... or hope it's a really low-scoring draw in order to go through, because they are on eight points. 
Ajax are on seven. So, no, Atlanta don't want a draw. Atlanta are going to need a draw, a draw or a win against Ajax in Holland. It was 2-2, the reverse fixture in Italy. Again, all on the line, Atlanta are going to need to win. It's going to be the winner of the Atlanta-Ajax match to decide who goes through. Wow. Okay, A, B, C, and D. We're done. I'll be right back. All right, welcome back to World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning Sirius XM app, and our podcast is on the Believe Podcast Network. By the way, if you miss any part of this show, you can find us immediately on conclusion at said podcast network. Head over to Believe Podcasts, B-L-E-A-V, and subscribe today. We're presented by betonline.ag, and with the NFL season in full swing, as well as the Champions League, which we're going to talk about Wednesday's Champions League matches next. Of course, the Premier League's coming up this weekend. Loads of ways you can bet on football. Loads of ways you can bet on NFL. It's all happening, and... You can't be at the game, obviously, because of fan restrictions in many locations, but you can still get in on the action. They've got game spreads, totals, team players, coaching. All of these are great props they have. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place, and there's always the online casino, which never closes. So head to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of the great sign-up bonuses. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today. Make them your online sportsbook experts. Well, Wednesday's Champions League games uh, were equally as interesting as Tuesday's. And again, setting up some really beautifully uh, poised matches for the final match day, match day six in some of these groups. Uh, the shock result today, uh, Wednesday, in the Champions League had to have been Man United's loss to PSG at Old Trafford. Look, PSG are a great team. We've talked about PSG. This is a team that has been developed and built to win the Champions League. The Middle Eastern money has flowed in. The players they bought have been enormous. Mbappe and uh, obviously Neymar and the list goes on. Great players at PSG. They do play in League 1, and that does present a problem because if you've been listening to me in this show over the years, you'll know that one of the things that I am a proponent of is the fact that the quality of your team directly corresponds to the difficulty of the domestic league. And League 1 is just not that difficult. PSG are the 500-pound gorilla in League 1 most of the time. And they go to the Champions League and they meet teams that are sort of steeled in the crucible of fire. Man United, Liverpool, Man City, etc., etc., Juventus, Barcelona, Real Madrid. The domestic, those domestic leagues are definitely much more difficult than Ligue 1. Having said that, PSG is a great team. Chock-a-block with players. Their disappointment last season was palpable in the Champions League. However, this season they are set up and poised nicely. So they go to Old Trafford. They play Man United, and quite frankly, Thomas Tuchel outcoaches Ole Gunnar Solskjaer hands down. I'm talking about Solskjaer's decision not to substitute Fred at the half when clearly he was being targeted for that second yellow. That second yellow did come. Fred gets sent off. It all goes pear-shaped. 
United go down three goals to one. The situation now, and we'll just jump to this group right now in Group H, is that you have three teams on nine points. You've got United, PSG, and Red Bull Leipzig all on nine points. Now, <clears throat> the Champions League site is actually has Man United top of the group right now at nine points and PSG second with nine points. I actually think that's wrong because my reading of the rules for the tiebreakers in the Champions League this season is that the first tiebreaker is going to be points in head-to-head -head matches uh, tied among the teams. And right now, Man United won one, PSG won one. So, okay, they each have three points. Goal difference in head-to-head -head matches amongst the tiered teams would seem to me to favor PSG. So if we count up how many goals PSG scored against Man United, they scored four, and Man United have only scored two against PSG, or three against PSG. Is that right? Yeah, three. So United have scored three, PSG have scored four. So that would be plus one goal differential for PSG. So based on my reading of the tiebreaker rules, actually PSG should be top of Group H with Man United behind. <clears throat> the Obviously, you want to come out top of the group because it's going to affect uh, the draw and the seeding for the draw. Clearly, United want to come out top. Right now, by my estimation, they are not. They are second. But let me tell you who has left to play whom. Man United have to go to Leipzig and play Red Bull Leipzig in Germany. A team that has surprised during this Champions League season. They beat uh, Istanbul Bakshir 2-0 in Leipzig. Of course, they went to Old Trafford and got thumped 5-0. We know about that game way back. They beat PSG, though, in Leipzig. And then they only lost 1-0 to PSG at Parc du Prince in uh, Paris. And then they went to Istanbul and won a seven-goal thriller 4-3 against Istanbul. Look, this team is capable of getting a result against United. The 5-0 thumping they took at Old Trafford is in the past. This is now going to Leipzig. And United, yeah, they need a point to go through. But they'd love to go through top. Paris are playing Istanbul, and I fully expect uh, that they will womp them. They beat them 2-0 in Istanbul, by the way, uh, on the return leg. I fully expect PSG to win. So PSG will come out tops of this group by my estimation. And again, if they've changed the tiebreaker rules since I checked it out, I will stand corrected. But I don't believe they have. So I think actually the uh, UEFA site is incorrect, if that's where you're going. Uh, United are going to have to get at least a point off, Red, off Leipzig. To, win, to move forward because of head-to-head -head being the first tiebreaker. However, they've got to, they cannot lose this game. If United lose this game to Leipzig, they will get eliminated from the Champions League. I believe they will likely drop into the Europa League, but that's not what they're interested in. So watch this group, Group H. Don't worry about watching uh, PSG host Istanbul in uh, in Paris on December the 8th. You want to watch the match at Leipzig Arena, a Red Bull Arena in Leipzig 
the Leipzig-Man United match. That is all riding on that match. Let's see if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer gets outcoached again. I'm not sure what the result of this one's going to be. Remember, United have lost two of their six of their five matches so far. So we'll have to wait and see. By the way, so's PSG, so's Leipzig. Istanbul has been the, the whipping boys largely. Uh, Group G is pretty much, you know, there's no nothing to decide there. Barcelona are going to be on top of that uh, match, uh, on top of that group, and Juve are going to be second. Of course, Barcelona do host Juve. Uh, Barcelona will be hosting Juve for the final match. Uh, but Barcelona won the last meeting in Italy 2-0. So this is going to be difficult for this tiebreaker to go the way of Juve. But you never know. Goal differential here is huge at 7-14. But it's head-to-head -head goal differential that is actually the tiebreaker, not group goal differential. Uh, Kiev and uh, Ferenovoci are both out. Gonzo finished. Done. Uh, Borussia Dortmund, Lazio, Bruges, and Zenit. Uh, if you remember today, uh, Borussia Dortmund and Lazio drew 1-1. And um, I'm looking for the Zenit result. You'll excuse me. Zenit and Bruges. Bruges beat Zenit 3-0. Bruges are in with a shout in this one. Borussia Dortmund beat Bruges, I want to say, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 3-0 away at the Bridalstadion in uh, Bruges. So the head-to-head -head is going to favor Borussia Dortmund if Bruges should win their game against Lazio, because that is the game we're talking about. Uh, in, oh, pardon me. Borussia Dortmund are playing Zenit. Bruges are playing Lazio in Rome. That's the final game of the season. Lazio are going to want to uh, win that game, obviously, because that will ensure they go forward. And they did get a 1-1 draw when they played the return leg in uh, when they played the, the other way in Brussels. So I, I'm going to think that Lazio are probably going to come out 1-2 and two and Bruges will be the team that misses out. But this, this group is, is still open for to see who could come out. It is conceivable if Borussia Dortmund lose uh, in St. Petersburg, it's entirely feasible that um, Lazio could go through at top of the group. But we'll have to wait and see. That one's pretty much open. The next group, Chelsea and Sevilla. I tell you, that was a surprise result for me today between Chelsea and Sevilla. I did not expect Chelsea uh, to go to Spain and to get the type of result that they did. And we're talking about a 4-0 result in Sevilla. And Giroud, by the way, <laughs> with all four goals. How <laughs> about that? Um, so Chelsea for sure going to win Group E. And Sevilla have lost their first home UEFA game in 15 matches. And it wasn't just that they lost it. It's they lost it badly at home to let one player score four goals. Julien Lopetegui is the coach. You may remember his name from the World Cup. I, I don't know what to make of this one. Uh, it's a bit of a head scratcher. However, having said that, it will be Chelsea and Sevilla exiting uh, this group in that order. So that's going to be Group E. 
Group F, Group G, and Group H. That is your Champions League roundup. And to add that to what we had last week, upon me, listen to me, last week, yesterday in the Champions League, uh, it's been an absolutely wonderful match week in the Champions League. Really uh, compelling, dynamic, exciting, and I cannot wait until match day six because there are a lot of teams that are really depending on match day six to go through. Again, Group A is, is right up there as well. Is it going to be Atletico? Is it going to be Salzburg? Group B, you've got this incredible group where you have Borussia Mönchengladbach, Shakhtar, Donetsk, and Real Madrid, basically all within a point of each other. Could be any one of those three teams that drops out. Uh, group C is set, as I mentioned. Group D, Liverpool go through. But is it going to be Atalanta or is it going to be Ajax that go through? Right now in Group D, Atalanta is set to go through. Group E, it's Chelsea and Sevilla. That's done and dusted. Group F, we still have this thing up in the air. Dortmund will go through, but will it be Lazio or Bruges that are going to go through with them? That we don't know. Group G is done, and Group H, we mentioned what a group Group H is. This was also a fairly difficult group, by the way. Man United, PSG, Red Bull Leipzig, as we just discussed. Who the heck knows? All right, uh, that is our Champions League roundup for today, for yesterday. Uh, UEFA League tomorrow, the lackluster Arsenal, of course, will be in action uh, is anyone excited about Arsenal? I know uh, I am, am not. We will have to <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. All right, catch me Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Then again, midnight uh, for all you early birds and 3 a.m. on Sports Overnight America. Big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. Always a pleasure to be with you. And if you miss any part of the show, you can always find it either on this award-winning SiriusXM app or on our podcast network, go to the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, Believe Podcast Network. We're presented by betonline.ag, and I'm going to take a break and be right back. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio. A little gang of four for you. We are presented by betonline.ag. I love that song, At Home He's a Tourist. Sometimes don't you feel that way, particularly with COVID? I mean, you go out, you walk around, everyone's got a mask on. Many people aren't even leaving their homes, haven't left their homes in nine months, seriously. It's, it's just a bizarre nightmare we've all been living in for the last year. And hopefully the good news that these vaccinations are forthcoming will mean that we can get back to normal. We can fill out our sports stands and arenas, whether you're an NFL fan and you love to go see your play, your team play, or you're a Premier League fan and you're headed to Old Trafford or you're headed to Anfield or the Etihad or the Emirates or Molyneux, wherever you're going. It, it will be great to see these stadia full of fans enjoying themselves, able to socialize, cheek by jowl. That's what it's all about, to be a, a really uh, dyed-in-the-wool sports fan. It's just not the same. You want to get out there and you want to experience it with other people and get that energy, that tribalism. Anyway, hope you enjoyed the show. We went through all the Champions League matches. Uh, we do have Europa League tomorrow. We can touch on that. And then, of course, Friday, you're going to want to tune in for the patented Premier League Pundits preview show. 
me being the pundit, of course. And unfortunately, I have to mention that the Newcastle game that was slated for Friday has actually been cancelled or postponed due to COVID. That will happen a little later on. But we do have some interesting matchups, including a incredible North London derby waiting for us this weekend in the Premier League at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Plus a couple other interesting matches. Sheffield United going to hope to get a point or so off of Leicester. Liverpool hosting Wolves, although without Raul Jimenez, of course. And Chelsea-Leeds should be a very exciting match. So we do have a lot to get to. In the meantime, i got to go, which is sad but true. So tune in tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, for more World Soccer Radio. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber. Have a great night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.